We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? I've been ready the entire time. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Scale of one to ten. What's your confidence Notre Dame will win out against Pitt, Clemson, Wake Forest, and Stanford? It's pretty high, to be honest with <coughs> excuse me, to be honest with you. I, I feel I feel really good about where this team is, and I feel good about where this team is primarily because of the way the defense is playing. And, you know, the old adage is you know, you can't win if you can't score. I got a lot of faith in this defense holding a lot of these offenses down. Uh, specifically, you know, Pitt, Wake Forest, Stanford, abs. Like, I feel real good about those three. Yeah, you throw Clemson into the mix. It's going to be an afternoon game, which I think obviously benefits Notre Dame uh, because they're not going down there at night, and you know, the whole atmosphere and all of that. So it's going to be in the afternoon, whether it's noon or 3.30. And... I just think that this Clemson team is just teetering on the edge, right? And Notre Dame has the ability to push them right off the edge. And so I've got, I'm pretty high. I'm like an eight, like an eight, eight and a half on my confidence level that they're going to win out. I, I just think that this team is playing differently. Um, I, I don't think we're going to see a Louisville situation moving forward. They know what they're playing for at this point. And yes, they knew what they were playing for against Louisville as well. I get that. But I just, I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I feel like we're going to see this defense really take some major steps, and the offense is going to be like, hey, don't forget about us, and take some steps as well. I think that this week is going to be really telling because you're coming out of the bye, you've sure. got to reset all those health factors yeah. that we talked about, and this is a pit defense that can make you play a little bit ugly if you let them. And I think that there's going to be a lot riding on how Jared Parker calls this game and how Sam Hartman sees the field and what he's willing to do downfield. I've, I've, I've got a pretty good feeling about it. Uh, again, Clemson is going to be, they're a good defensive team. They're, sure. they're still a really good defensive team, but I think Notre Dame's defense against that Clemson offense should be able to feast pretty similarly to what they did last year. Wake Forest, 
you know, Sam Hartman's old team, you know, yeah. like are they able to throw some things at Hartman that, you know, maybe make things difficult for him? I don't know. And then Stanford, the only thing that worries me about Stanford is watching the way they came back against Colorado. Sure. But I think I agree with you. I think, did you say eight? Was that I your confidence? Like eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my confidence as well. But again, I think that if, if, if this game this weekend does not look sluggish and ugly, and it looks like Notre Dame has uh, a vibrant pulse offensively, yeah. I feel I'd probably bump it up to even a nine. But I'm I'm at a solid eight right now. Yeah, I don't want to be too crazy because look, we we've seen this team underachieve, right? And we we saw them underachieve last year. I'm just hoping that this team has grown enough that we're not going to see that on down the stretch. But we'll see. Yeah. With four games to go, scale of one to 10, how confident are you Sam Hartman will get to at least 30 touchdown passes in the regular season? So let's break it down, right? He's got 18 touchdown passes going into uh, the game with Pitt. So that means he needs 12. Correct. And I passed second grade math. <laughs> he needs 12 with four games to go. That's three touchdowns per game. Yeah. Is it possible? Yes. My confidence level is standing at a three. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty low, to be honest with you. And I'm low because I don't know that he's going to play four full games. And so I think that's part of my issue here uh I think so you're gonna... so confident in the team and the offense that you think I'm, that they're gonna i'm confident in the these... defense but okay. i feel like there's gonna be enough of a gap well where... if he's not gonna play you know the whole game right then oh. yeah, they've got to score some points as well absolutely so. but it could be very similar to like usc where the defense is putting them in great position where they've got short yeah. fields they go down and you know what i mean so like i just i don't Three touchdowns a game in four games, that's going to be tough to achieve, I think, on a consistent basis. So I'm just not confident that it's going to happen. Could it happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would not be surprised. I'm just not willing to bet the farm on it. 18 touchdown passes for the season, as you mentioned. 13 of them came in the first four games. And we know who they played, obviously, in the first four games. Look at you. Only, Only five the last four games. So the level of competition, like I'm very confident in at least three yes. against both Wake Forest and Stanford. You know, like if okay. I'm going to break this down again, Clemson degree of difficulty goes up a little bit. This, this team this week is the key to the whole thing. Like if I think he could probably, he could potentially get four because of how bad Pitt is yeah. in the back end. So four, two, three, three, he gets there. Yeah. So I'm gonna say seven and a half. I'm Ooh, gonna, look I'm at you. Push mine at seven and a half. Look yes. at you. I'm usually the rose-colored glasses guy. I'm glad to have you fitted for him. That's right. I, I have not given that. up on Sam Hartman. <laughs> He's got rid of the beard. Got his, yeah. You know. Surprise. There's not a rapid-fire question about that. <laughs> we did that earlier in the week, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> People got mad we were talking about it. What does this have oh, to do with anything? Come on now. Come on, he's, people. He's angel face Sam Hartman. Are just, you kidding? Baby face is beautiful. That's right. <laughs> so I think he's going to be close. When I'm okay. more concerned, what I'm personally more concerned about, I think like the Vegas number, I believe, preseason 
26 and a half. I'm pretty confident in that still right now. But Vegas is looking a lot better by placing that number the way they did. They're looking a lot better all the time. Did you take 26 and a half? I went over. Yeah. And he also needs roughly, I think it's like 800 yards to get the the yardage over. Let me me log in here in just a second and I'll tell you. So you took a little combo action. Uh, a little parlay, if you will, well, on season totals. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, FanDuel anyway, would not let us parlay those two numbers. Oh, so I had to okay. place individuals. Okay. So he actually needs 1,100 yards. Ooh, that's a lot. The over under for the season passing yards, 2,950 and a half. He has 1,838 right now. So he needs a thousand. That's that's a pretty good pace that he needs to hit. But the touchdown over under is twenty six and a half. I think you'll hit that one. I don't know about the yards, man. Yeah, that's gonna be I tough. He only needs he only needs nine more touchdown passes to get. I, I feel pretty good about that one. I do. I feel pretty good about that one. I do not feel good about the yardage at this point. So you're gonna break even. Let me see here real quick. Man, this is going to be close. First four games of the season, he threw for 1,061 yards. And he needs a little bit more than 1,000 right now. He, He needs about that in these last four games to get the uh the season, the season yards over under it is especially again when you look at you got you know good defense like clemson coming up we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, between Ohio State and Louisville, if you could only erase one of those two losses, which one would it be? That's easy. It's Louisville. Uh, No doubt about it. I think if you had beaten Louisville, 
then the only loss that you're looking at is a last second loss to Ohio State, who's currently undefeated. Now, you'd be rooting like heck for Ohio State to win out, basically, mm-hmm. but you'd be 11 and 1. Well, okay, you wouldn't be 11 and 1 right now, obviously. But you could be 11 and 1. But you could be it by the time it's all said and done, right? Uh, it, it's absolutely Louisville because they just look terrible against Louisville. They competed. They were winning the Ohio State game. And they're, and it happened so early on in the season as well because I think that's also part of it, right? The, the, the committee is going to look at that and they would, they would say, oh, you know, it was early on in the season. They competed. They were there. They literally lost on the last play of the game. Yeah. You know, I would absolutely give up the Louisville game because they just played terrible on both sides of the ball. It was just bad, bad, bad. The run defense, the run offense, yep. all of it was really, really bad. They haven't looked that bad in any game so far this season. And if I could go back and erase that, performance this team i mean shoot sean this team is a top five team top six team at this point if they've they got an outside chance State? of still making the playoff if they oh if they yeah beat i honestly i'd still feel pretty maybe good even about maybe even more than an outside chance I, they'd be in the top 10 yeah. right now if they easily beaten, if they because they were in the top louisville. 10 they were in the top 10 when they played louisville weren't they yeah yeah and they're number so, 14 right now they're already back up to yeah. number 14 so, I mean, they would have absolutely climbed. And if you look at the AP poll right now, let's see. So, you've got undefeated teams all the way down through Oklahoma. The one-loss teams start at number seven yeah. with Texas, right? You're telling me that Texas, Texas is lost? Penn State, Oregon, Alabama, I think, is in there. Yeah, it's, it's Texas 7, Oregon 8, Alabama 9, Penn State 10. Yeah. So Notre Dame would be above all of them because Notre Dame's loss would, would be, be to the best, better be the, yeah. than all of them. Yeah. They'd be seven right now. Yep. They'd be seven. So, yeah, I mean, they, they would be sitting pretty, to be honest with you, in my opinion, because you know Ohio State or Michigan's going to lose, so they would drop. Um, but again, some people would tell you that the committee doesn't consider good or bad losses, but in I that know. case – they absolutely would. It yes, would absolutely they would. You, matter. You can tell me whatever you want. Notre Dame would have the best loss of any of those teams. Right. And it so, would matter. It would factor into those yeah. rankings because there is a lot more human element in the yes. in the playoff rankings than there absolutely. is. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So like the old rivalries. Oh, and by the way, I, I agree with what you're saying. I get, you know, like <laughs> you kind of went on and I didn't even. Sorry. I com- No, I completely agree. <laughs> it would be Louisville for all the reasons yeah. that you said. So like the old rivalries against Purdue and Michigan State, Notre Dame versus Pittsburgh used to be a game that took place somewhat regularly. Would you like to see the Irish play any of those teams more often? I mean, they have played Pitt. 72 times yeah i mean that's a lot and i don't used to play you know again like until this acc thing came up they used to play them almost every year i mean they they've played purdue let me think now 60 85 87 times so i mean not that many more times to be honest with you and i think we would all say that purdue is more of a traditional rival i guess for notre dame Mm -hmm. um so that kind of surprised me, actually. I had to look it up after I saw the question. I was like, I, I know they used to play a lot, but I didn't realize it was as much as it was. I would like to see Notre Dame, if I was going to rank them, I would probably put Michigan State in one, Purdue two, Pittsburgh three. 
I I like the Purdue Michigan State rivalries a lot more than I do Pitt, and I think a lot of that honestly has to do with Narduzzi. Say it, <laughs> uh, but I I just I don't know. I don't get very excited when I hear the Pitts on the schedule. It yeah, me either. I don't know. Not nearly as exciting. It's like like I would probably rank it the same way you ranked it. And you know, we were talking earlier about how um Pitt was supposed to have a good defense. Kenny Pickett was, was the quarterback the last yes. time Notre Dame played him for that matter. And That's right. Notre Dame just smoked him that day. <laughs> but I, I I agree. None of these none of none of those series have ever really done very much for me. Now granted, I didn't grow up around here, so you know sure. where you have a lot of these fans, especially of Purdue, Michigan, and Michigan State, who live in this area, right, you know, in and around South Bend, you've got fans and, and alumni of those schools in this area. You don't really have that with Pittsburgh. So even though they used to play, you know, quite a bit, it's like, I, I'm, I'm fine with it being part of this ACC arrangement. You play them, but you don't have to play them all the time. Right. Exactly. And I, I, that's, that's how I feel about it too. I mean, you know, as I'm looking at it, they, they kind of played almost every year for a while. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, really from the, gosh, as I'm looking at it all the way back, I mean, it, it would have had been, been a very like, consistent team. On yeah. To play 70 sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you're talking <laughs> about going like thirties and forties. Yeah. R- roughly. So, but I mean, going all the way back to the turn of the century, for example, right. They didn't play in 2000, but they played in 2001. Notre Dame's only lost one, two, four times. Four times in 23 years. Like, yeah. I, you know, is that a rivalry? I don't know. I, I just, and one of those losses was in four overtimes. I, I don't know. I just, yeah, maybe you could say the same thing about Purdue, obviously. I mean, if I was looking at it, I mean, Notre Dame hasn't lost to Purdue since 2007. Everybody lost to, everybody beat Notre Dame then. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. But I mean, that I don't know. Surprise me. I would just rather have an in-state rivalry as opposed to Pitt. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Which have you heard more about this week? Michigan sign-stealing scandal or Marcus Freeman grilling Irish Illustrated's <laughs> Tim O'Malley about his flag football coaching strategies? You know what? Well, okay, first of all, the answer for me personally is Michigan sign-stealing scandal. I've just seen yes. that all over the place. I agree, but but. I didn't realize how much traction that our boy Tim O'Malley got. I tell you on what, whole man. Thing. <laughs> I, I mean, was sitting there, you know, because obviously it it ended up making Sports Center. I think either that night or by the next night. Did it and really? And it was all over the place. And then Wednesday morning, I'm sitting there watching Good Morning Football. Yes. on the NFL Network. I saw that, and they start talking about it. And remember, like this is. The NFL Network, they predominantly talk about NFL stuff. They don't talk about a lot of college stuff. And Cal Brandt started breaking it down. He so, went on a rant about how much he was on O'Malley's side. I know. And how, like, you know, the kids are just worried about running around like crazy people. And he and he blamed the parents for him not having his two flags on. I know. Which I Parents, hilarious. You gotta be, which is, I mean, I think there's a little bit of truth to that. It's like I know, talking right? about second and third graders. I've got a third grader Make in sure my house. I can't yeah. imagine 15 of them all trying to go in the same direction. Can't imagine yep. it. So, yep. yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. So, I've heard more about Michigan, but I've enjoyed 
the Tim O'Malley stuff way more for sure. Way more the O'Malley Freeman, and I thought that that was a really, really good way for Marcus Freeman to kind of have some fun, but also yes. kind of jab back at you know the you know not, obviously not in a serious way. Sure, sort of you know he got to turn the tables because oh, it's yeah. like really it's like you're juxtaposing. Okay, whose responsibility is it to have Love that? It. You know, to to make sure that the kid has two flags. That's like. Whose responsibility is it to make sure 11 players are on yeah, the field? You know? Exactly. So. 100%. <laughs> and he's like, how about that play calling in the red zone? Like, yeah, it was just, I, right. I really enjoyed it. And it was, it was refreshing because it was an actual thought out joke, you know, right. scenario. He's like, I'm going to have some ev- fun with this tomorrow. That everyone <laughs> could play along with, that everybody understood and right. it was well, it was just well thought out as opposed to, and here we go, the last regime where his jokes just fell yeah. hard. I mean, just, <laughs> just, you know, you yes. would be like, wow, I'm actually embarrassed for you, it, yeah. which, it, which is what would happen when we heard jokes from the last guy. So right. that was refreshing all by itself. And True. yes, I'm digging on Brian Kelly and I don't care because Marcus Freeman is just, he's just a better guy. Just yeah. a better guy all around. I'll just yeah. say it. And it came through with the way that he played. Yes. Played that up. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, a few game props on this before we make our prediction and and finish up. So Notre Dame's favored by 20 and a half. The over-under is 44 and a half. I think those interest those numbers are interesting when you look at them side by side. The fact that they're favored by almost three touchdowns, 20 and a half points, but the games over under is 40 half, 44 and a half. They've gone under three of the last four games yeah, on the point total that they've yeah. played. I mean, you look at those side by side, basically Vegas is saying it should be like a 35 to 10 game. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just, I mean, that's a, butt whooping of epic proportions and i mm-hmm. guess the minus 20 and a half says that um i just i i don't know what the over under number is very interesting to me because i think so I, too i think that there's a real realistic chance their name could do that by themselves against this defense <laughs> i mean I'm, and i'm being serious like maybe a defensive turnover here i think there, the defense you know. slash special teams yes. could right. score a couple touchdowns yes again. that's exactly what i'm saying like notre dame could do this on their own yeah. and so that makes it even more interesting when you put those numbers side by side so i agree it's interesting um i'm not going to give away my prediction 
But it's interesting what you just said about what Vegas thinks the score might be. Right. Right. Exactly. I, I so, don't know. I would not be completely. I'm not completely confident in betting mm -hmm. the minus 20 and a half. But right. at the same time, again, we'll get to my prediction here in a little bit. I'm kind of in that ballpark. So or I'm, no. I'm past that ballpark. So it's. Yeah, I don't know. I, am too. I don't know what it says about me. I, I am too, but that's a big number, man. And mm -hmm. like a garbage touchdown or, you know, I just feel like something could screw that up, uh, which is why I would be more tempted to take the over here than the spread, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that makes a lot of sense, actually. I would, I'm, I'm more confident in the point total over yeah. under as well. Yeah. Okay. Over under. For Sam Hartman, 250 and a half passing yards, two and a half touchdown passes. Do you like either one of those numbers? Better be over for both of them for you. Um, I mean, <laughs> be better be. No, I, I I do like the over on touchdowns for sure. Me too. His his yardage just hasn't been great the last few games. And so that does worry me. He's, he's only gone over that number four times there you this go. season. He did have 254 yards against Louisville, but of course that was his worst game this season. <laughs> That's true. I I mean, the yardage one is is scaring me off. Uh, I mean, if I had to pick one, I would say over just because of the 95th ranked passing de efficiency defense that Pitt uh -huh. has coming in at Notre Dame Stadium. Plus it's going to be... I think pretty decent weather to me in the afternoon. I think it's going to be right for throwing the football around. Nice fall day. I would take the over on both, but I'm more confident in the touchdowns. I think so as well. And what adds to the uncertainty with, with that passing number is we just don't know how Jared Parker and company are going to call yeah. these games. You know, what kind yeah. of plays they're going to call. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Christian Veyer, the pit quarterback, 177 and a half yards. You figure they're going to be behind. He's probably going to be throwing the ball around. I just don't know that he's going to be all that, you know, productive. I, I'm again, the yardage one is just always so weird, but I would take the under here. I think so as well. I, I think he could be in that vicinity, but I don't, I just, I think that the Notre Dame defense is just going to be all over. I think they're going to shut him down. I, I think he's going to, he's going to find the turf. A lot. I think, you know, he's going to get sacked. I just, I, I don't I think know. think there's man. going to be a lot of three and outs. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of three and outs. I do. I think so too. Let me do it this way Tyree has an over under of 30 and a half yards. Mitchell Evans, 55 and a half. Which of those two are you more confident in the over? Oh, that's easy. It's Chris Tyree. Anytime there's a three in front of the number for Chris <laughs> Tyree, I'm taking the over. I'm taking it all day long. That's one play. That's one play. And I think he's good for one play a game. And so I would take Chris Tyree. Now, I think Mitchell Evans has an opportunity, but we've seen teams focus on him and take him out. Mm -hmm. And I would say that that's still a positive strategy if you are the defensive coordinator for Pitt, because you know, what are we expecting from the outside receivers? What do we, you know, I would still focus on Mitchell Evans. And so I would take Chris Tyree here. Interesting. Tyree has been over. 50% of the time. I mm. thought that in that string of Louisville, Duke, and Ohio State, he had a little bit more than what he had, but he was in the 20s in all those games. So he's basically okay. four and four 
going over. I'm I'm more confident in him as well. And again, it's in part because Pitt should be Pitt Pitt has a better chance of defending those intermediate throws to the tight ends than they do yeah. like if Chris yeah. Tyree gets loose a little bit downfield. So I'm much more confident in Chris Tyree being over with his. Sebo Flemister 51 and a half yards. Audric Estebe, 94 and a half yards. Are there over-unders? I'm taking the under on both on this one. I Me too. I, I think the Notre Dame defense is just going to shut Sebo down. I, I They do remember Sebo. <laughs> unlike, unlike Phil, they remember Sebo, and I yep. don't think they're going to let him get loose. And I just don't know. I just, I'm just not feeling this being an Audric Estebe game, and I'm also – I'm also kind of of the of the thought process. Not that you're shutting him down. I'm not saying that, but you know what? A few less carries a game at this point in in the season. I don't think that's such a terrible thing for Audric, uh, for his future and for the future of this season. So, I would just say under on both. And that's at this point in the season. I right. think that it makes more sense. A lot of been a lot of people have wanted more of Jeremiah Love. I just think that it makes more sense to go to Jeremiah love yeah. you know oh, fresh yeah. fresher legs mm-hmm. you know the chance for more explosive plays and then you kind of go back to that formula where maybe Andre Estime is kind of closing things at the end type of thing but I'm right. I'm I'm under on both of these guys as well I'm just like Estime was just over against USC with 95 yards not as confident against you know even though Pitts Pitts linebackers are are beat up, but again, I'm more confident in their front seven than I am in their secondary. Right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. All right. Game prediction time. Uh, what do you got? This is tough, man. I just because I I do have a lot of faith in the defense. I do. I have more faith in the offense than maybe I should, just because of what this pit defense is going to be bringing to the table. And I think once Sam Hartman gets back on track. I feel like the sky's the limit, and I, I just think that he's going to be able to put up some yards and some points, and, and you know, and that whole thing. So, for me, I, I'm looking. I I was kind of in the neighborhood when I when I said it before when we were talking about the over under. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at, to be honest with you. I'm thinking like 38 10. 38-10 is what I'll say. It's funny because. We had to send Brian our score predictions today. We did, and, and I haven't done it yet. I did mine this afternoon. Already <laughs> sent it to him, and I, I always, I always check before we start the show so that right. I, you know, get the same prediction. Stay on brand. That's, That's right. right. Thirty-five to ten is what I oh, sent him. I almost said thirty-five ten. I was yeah. real close. That's what I mentioned earlier in the show. We've been very close all year long with a lot of our Scary. score predictions, and we don't, Scary. we don't confer on any of it. We but don't. like you said, you know, like what you were talking about earlier when you said Vegas thinks this is going to be about a 35 to 10 game, you about knocked me out of my seat when you said that. <laughs> I just think I just think Notre Dame's defense is just going to yeah. just again swarm this young quarterback, not very good offense at all. I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of three and outs for Pitt. And again, if Notre Dame's offense is really going to thrive, it's going to it's it's going to be with some shots downfield they're going to have to do that to loosen things up and give them the chance to run the ball 
as well. But I, I think that the defense should once again put the offense in a really good position to make some hay. That, and that's the key right there. I do. I think there's going to be some turnovers. I think there's going to be some short fields. I think the offense is going to take advantage. And I think the point total is going to climb. It's just depending on how fast can that point total get as high as we would like it to be. Mm-hmm. And if it does do that, how quickly are they putting in some backups? You know, how, how quickly are you shelving Sam Hartman and Audric Estime and, you know, the like uh, to get some of these other guys some time? Because we are in the tail end. And I don't know if that rule about the uh, the bowl game counting against your red shirt is still in play or not. I- I've heard both over the last few days. Oh, it you does. Know. It's still it's it's four games, regardless of of, of its uh because last year they, they took away the bowl game and it didn't count. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't the, remember the bowl, that. the bowl game was a free game for whatever reason. I don't remember the reasoning behind it. Um oh you're right. And then we were talking about that after the fact. It's like it would have been nice if they knew this during the regular yeah. season. Is you're, you're yes. right, I forgot about that. Yeah. Would have been nice if they knew in the regular season so they could make some of those red shirt decisions. Right. So I don't know if that's the same for this year or not, if that's like a, a, a rule rule or if that was a one year thing. I, I have to look that don't. up. I have to look yeah. that up this week now that you mentioned I honestly that. don't know, but we're at the point where we're four games left, right? You yeah. we had that conversation about do you red shirt, do you not red shirt certain guys, you know? Now those are the decisions that you're going to have to start making. And so in garbage time and, you know, all of that, are we putting in different guys Are you know, what is it going to look like? So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how those decisions are made and if they start to be made here coming up uh, against Pitt. We'll wrap it up with that. Vince enjoyed it as always. I will talk to you next week. Next week's going to be a little kind a little of all wonky. over the place. A little I'm- wonky. I'm going to France with women's basketball, and Lucky we're trying dog. to get things pieced together. There'll at least be a few shows next week. We might not have quite <laughs> as many as always, but we'll figure it out. Yes. Yeah, we'll figure oui, it oui, out. Oui, Yeah, I'll get it all figured out. <laughs> all right, enjoy the game, and we will talk to you next week on IB Nation Sports Talk.